coming up on facts from the stacks. Because uh-huh. you're not going to come inside. You're all wet. No, of course So not. you get out of the pool because you don't pee in the pool and you go to that side yard to pee and we called it Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, all you myth maniacs and lore lunatics. Hello. This is Facts from the Stacks. Facts from the Stacks. And we're just going to talk about myths and urban legends and folklore and stuff like that today. Yeah, we're going to get a little spooky today. Yeah, a little bit. Welcome to Facts from the Stacks, a news and trivia podcast for book nerds and library lovers. Facts from the Stacks, created by the staff at the Jackson-Madison County Library, is your library news and book-based trivia podcast. Join your hosts, Kelly and Shane, for what we're reading, what's happening in the library, and tons of trivia. We will have games and quizzes so you can follow along and test your knowledge, but also so we can stump other library staff. So before we do Recently Borrowed, I actually have a piece of library news to share. We haven't had a whole lot going on outside of what we put in the commercials, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but... Kind of related to myths and legends. Um, The library just got funding for a grant um, called the NEA Big Read. And that is basically a grant where we get a bunch of money to do programming based around a book. And so the book we chose was Circe by Madeline Miller. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, based on Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. And we got confirmation that we received that grant. So, congratulations. Thanks. It should be really fun. That'll be later in the fall. Um, Anybody who's, you know, wanting to participate in that, don't read Cersei yet. Wait until the fall. Yeah. (laughs) I know it's been on my list for a long time, but now I'm definitely waiting. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's it. That's my little bit of library news. Woohoo. And then we talk about what we've recently borrowed. Let's do it. So I actually, last night, um, from our book talk, book talks, um, I took home Iron Widow. Okay. And I got a couple chapters into that. And it's really fascinating. It's about, like, these giant bugs are attacking, you know, the planet. And they make these giant, like, mech battle suits out of the bodies of these bugs. So, like, Transformers, but bugs. Yes. (laughs) But they're piloted by a male and a female pilot. Oh. But the girls end up, like, using up their mental energy, helping the male pilot the ship, Mm -hmm. the mech, Mm -hmm. and end up dying a lot of the times. But this story is about this girl who becomes known as the Iron Widow because she flips the script and she controls her chrysalis, which is their mech, and kills her pilot. That reminds me of, is it supposed to be like a play on how like praying mantis ladies eat their... Mates, probably. That's what that makes you think of. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's not a bad analogy. Plus, widow. That's what I'm getting. (laughs) So it's really interesting so far. Ooh, that does Um, sound cool. Yeah, I'll give an update on our next episode because it's been. It's got a really intriguing first couple chapters. Love that. 
So I just finished this very morning, The Chicken Sisters by KJ Del Antonia, I believe is how you say her name. Okay. Um, and I'm still working through Reese's Book Club, so that's why this title came across my desk. <laughs> and um, I listened to the audiobook, and it was really cute. It was about this pair of restaurants in Kansas, and they're both like chicken restaurants. And it was started in the 1800s by two sisters, and they're like rival chicken restaurants. And so at the beginning of the book, like one of the, so now it's like present day, so like okay. the generations. So the girl from the one restaurant applies for Food Wars on the Food Channel, which is like a show that's basically made for them of, you know, two rival restaurants competing and then it's just like the ensuing of that but it was really good like that it was cute fascinating it was delightful i had a like great time colonel sanders is gonna throw down with yes you know the spokes rep for popeyes or something exactly it was that's like great. that but like a local midwest version <laughs> that's hysterical it was cute i would recommend that sounds fun did you know did you know did you know all right you big know-it-all did you know because we can't stop talking about some topics, a.k.a. dogs, mm-hmm. um, I found a book in our library <laughs> called Ghost Dogs of the South. Yes. By Randy Russell and Janet Barnett. Subscribe. Um, so I figured that would be very good for you. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> I flipped through a lot of it and it's a little depressing because a lot, I mean, obviously they're ghost dogs. A lot of dead dogs. It's a lot of dead wow. dogs. Um, however, so there are some in here that are from Tennessee specifically. Okay. And the one that I thought was the most like interesting was one from Nashville. So I'm going to give like a quick little recap. Country singer dog? (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) Um, so in this little community near Nashville, um, this was back, I believe the story kind of sets it in like seventies ish. Um, So a a little community near Nashville with a dog that the whole community just loves. The Mm -hmm. dog is like kind of like the community, the neighborhood dog. Got it. His name's Preston. Preston. Elegant. And he's just their protector. He went around every day and he would like visit. He'd make the rounds. The rounds, yeah. And everybody, you know, people would sit out their treats for him. (laughs) He would check on the kids. It was, you know, it was a whole thing. And so... On Halloween, he was especially active because he would make sure that all the kids were safe when they were trick-or-treating. Nice. You know, the 70s were a different time. <laughs> Trunk-or-treats weren't a thing. Right. <laughs> um, so on Halloween, the, the story's told from the perspective of a little girl at the time. Um, and so on Halloween, she's going around trick-or-treating. Preston's following everybody around, and they're all getting annoyed because Preston's bumping into them. Preston. And, yeah, he's <laughs> just you know but they love him but you know i don't want to uh i just want to trick-or-treat serious <laughs> so this little boy spills his bag of candy in the middle of the road and he stops and he's picking all of it up and preston runs from his spot next to this little girl and tackles the little boy out of the road because a car had turned onto the street oh and was going to hit the little boy. Wow. So Preston comes and tackles the boy out of the way and gets hit. <gasps> Preston. And so the little boy's fine. The driver gets out and he's like, I didn't hit the kid. I hit the dog. <laughs> um, 
And so they're trying to get the little boy up and console him and all that. Mm -hmm. And the little girl mentions that she looked around for Preston and she didn't see him. So the next day she's talking to her parents about it. And her parents are like, a dog tackled him out of the way. And she was like, no, not a dog. It was Preston. (laughs) And they were like, are you sure it was Preston? And she's like, yeah, it was Preston. And they go, honey, Preston was put to sleep a few days ago what yeah so the ghost of preston saved the young saved boy. the little boy according <gasps> Whoa. to this yeah come on preston yeah Love what a good him. boy such a good boy yeah. yeah so that was like that's a sweet one yeah but that's like, really cool wow Shoot. yeah so that's that's what you have to look forward to if you check out ghost dogs of the south it sounds like a great it's all very you know a lot of it's Overly fictionalized, right. but like it's cute. It's yeah, it's wholesome. There are a couple other ones in there that are pretty sweet too. So that was great. Yeah, yeah. Love that. We'll be right back with more facts from the stacks. Summer's upon us, and the library is a great place to spend time. Whether you like to spend your time at the pool or in the sun with a book, we have something for you. All Together Now is our theme this year, and we're making sure that you can find your community here at the library. Whether it's reading or knitting or painting or gardening or coding or board games or cooking or video games or traveling or crafts or photography or sports or music or Pokemon or movies or Harry Potter or... You can find all the things that you like here at the library all summer long, starting June 3rd. Check our website or social media for a full list of events. So I looked into urban legends specifically, and um, one of the articles or several of the articles had the same theme, which was the like scariest or creepiest urban legend from each state. Okay. So I looked at a few of those and pulled the Tennessee ones because they overlapped a few times. So there was two specific ones that came up a lot. Okay. So the first one is in Jamestown, Tennessee, which is roughly halfway between Nashville and Knoxville. Um, there's an abandoned schoolhouse called Pine Haven. And before it closed down, there was a young boy who entered the bathroom and some bullies followed him into the bathroom and they tried or they decided to pull a prank on him. So while he was washing his hands, they snuck up behind him and pushed him into the mirror. But the mirror shattered when he impacted it. And so he died from that. And so the boys allegedly panicked and they tore the floorboards up and put him under the floorboards. So now the legend is that if you go inside this empty bathroom and you look in that mirror, you see him behind you. So kind of like Tennessee's own like Bloody Mary exactly, kind of situation. Yeah, the mirror vibe. And then it says other stories tell that he'll push you into the mirror and drag you under the floorboards with him. Oh, wow. That's terrifying. I just like even the abandoned schoolhouse, like I'm not about to walk into an abandoned schoolhouse no, I'm not by gonna, myself. I'm not going to do that anyway. Absolutely not. And then go to the bathroom? No. So that's a wild one. Wow. Yeah. And then the second one that came up was Skinned Tom. 
So, um, in the 1920s, a young man named Tom once took his lady friend to the local lover's lane. And um, he didn't know it, but this woman was actually married. So... The husband found the two canoodling in the car and murdered the wife and then skinned Tom alive, hence skinned Tom. Oh, my gosh. And people say that Tom still hangs around Lover Lane, Lover's Lane ready to kill those who dare to commit adultery. So he's like, lesson learned, and now he's Whoa. flapping about with his skin. Okay, but like, <laughs> I mean... It doesn't sound like a villain to me. I know. He's like, I learned my lesson, so I'm going to murder you if you make the same mistake that yeah. I did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Don't do not do that. I know. It's kind of like a Aesop's fable. Like, there's a moral to the story. Yeah, there one. is. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So, I have some superstitions. Um, yeah, we're superstition. Mm, I wish we could insert audio clips <laughs> into this like that. Thing, copyright. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but so what I have are those superstitions, and it's either like a rhyme, like because you know we have so many that are we say part of it, but there's a full rhyme oh, to interesting. it. Okay. Or you know, or the origin of it, or something. Love it. So I will kind of give you some of those, and then you've got some little urban legend bits for me as well yes okay so superstition and urban legends love it so clovers so like four leaf clovers got it there's a whole rhyme for Ooh. clover and it is one leaf for fame one leaf for wealth and one for a faithful lover and one leaf to bring you glorious health all are in a four leaf clover that's delightful. I never knew that. I didn't remember that either. Old, old also, rhyme. funny story is I was working the circulation desk earlier today, and this young girl had two real four leaf clovers like in her phone case, like you know, a clear phone case, yeah. and she had them stuck in there. And I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. And now here we are talking. I have about one that me. someone found here at the library that I laminated, <laughs> like pressed and laminated. Yeah. It's hanging in my locker. I was like, that's a really cool idea to put that in your phone case. That though. is pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. She had two, so look out. Lucky, lucky. Lucky girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, I feel like we've all heard this one on the list of famous urban legends, is that Walt Disney is cryogenically frozen. Oh. So that when Walt Disney died... They say he was cremated. <laughs> they insist. <laughs> but there's always been rumors circulating that he had his body cryogenically frozen so that once modern medicine advanced, they could bring him back to life. That's I've heard that. Have you heard that? I have never heard oh, that really? before. I've heard that like growing up. It sounds like Futurama. Yeah. And some of the articles I read too said like he's like his frozen body is like underneath Pirates of the Caribbean. Like it got real elaborate. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. But yeah, that was the first one that I was like, oh yeah, I've heard that. That's wild. Times. Um, so clothes. There it used to be good luck for a bride to wear nothing under her wedding dress. Ooh. Because husbands used to have to pay the debts of their wife before, you know, that she had built oh, up. Oh, interesting. But if you had if you were like, we're just getting married and she just has her dress, you know, like she, we don't even have anything for her to wear under her dress. 
then creditors would feel bad for them and would not try to collect on that debt. Oh my gosh, that's interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah. She doesn't even have any panties, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they just wouldn't insist on you paying it. Wow. Be like, that's wow, wild. I feel bad for you. <laughs> you don't even have underpants. <laughs> yeah. You can go free. <laughs> yeah. That one's fun. That's crazy. That one's fun. Oh my goodness. Okay, the 27 Club. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is the legend that, like, famous, prolific, amazing... Kurt Cobain. Yeah, musicians yeah. or performers died at age 27 because there's several that have. So Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, and Amy Winehouse all died at age 27. Yeah. So then the legend is that it's kind of like a curse. But I was reading something that somebody debunked it. Like they ran the statistics and it, you're not like super at risk if you're a 27 year old genius, but. Which is fair, but <laughs> I guess it's just because they were so, so so prolific. Yeah. It's know. always been like legends that have yeah. that's happened to. And I, I feel like there's a lot of in the in the type of music that I've always listened to, like I'm a very like alt, like mm-hmm. indie, whatever. I feel like a lot of musicians are like, I could easily be in the 27 club. Yeah. And like it's a kind of like a It's a superstition sort of thing that they believe. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, the choices I've made, like, could have been there. Right. Could have happened to me. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Interesting. Um, So, coins. Um, People tossing coins into fountains came around when people used to believe that spirits lived in fountains. Hmm. Um, So, giving them money would honor the spirit and would, like, would... Basically, you were paying the spirit to give you good luck or to protect huh. you. So that's where pennies in our fountains and stuff like yeah. that comes from. Isn't it interesting how, like, I, it never occurred to me to consider, I wonder why we throw money in bodies of water. Right. Like, like it I doesn't make sense. I never thought about it. But, yeah, it's kind of silly if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Area 51. We have to talk about it a little bit. (laughs) So Area 51 is another name for a portion of Edwards Air Force Base that UFO enthusiasts have theorized contains evidence of visitors from outer space. So shout out to my Aunt Lynn because she retired from Edwards Air Force Base. She worked there her whole career. And I believe she listens to this podcast. So hey, Aunt Lynn. (laughs) Hi, Aunt Lynn. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so... That's funny because she always worked there and like I visited the base before. You want to come give us a scoop? I know. I never really specifically (laughs) asked her about it. I'll definitely have to do that. And also fun fact about my personal history is my other aunt, her pool, like in her backyard, um, like in the side yard, there was just like brush and ivy and stuff. Uh And that's where you would like get out of the pool and go to the bathroom Uh because you're not going to come inside. You're all wet. So you get out of the pool because you don't pee in the pool and you go to the that side yard to pee and we called it area 51 <laughs> oh my gosh okay all right yeah don't do that in the pool you go to area 51 exactly it was strict oh my so gosh. shout out to my aunties that is so funny that's fun oh yeah there are different superstitions for days of the week mm. so i'd actually heard part of this rhyme before but i'd never heard the whole thing 
So it is, Monday's child is fair of face. Tuesday's child is full of grace. Wednesday's child is full of woe. Thursday's child has far to go. Friday's child is loving and giving. Saturday's child works hard for a living. But the child that is born on the Sabbath day is blithe and bonny and good and gay. Cute. So I'd heard, I'd heard Wednesday's child is full of woe. Oh, really? I've heard that before. Is that why she's named Wednesday? I think so. <gasps> Wednesday Adams. Yeah. That's crazy. I, think so. I love that. And then there's another one that is Monday for health, Tuesday for wealth, Wednesday the best day of all, Thursday for crosses, Friday for losses, and Saturday no luck at all. Oh. So that's for businesses. Businesses. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, and then ancient superstition just says that the day of the week you were born on is the luckiest day of the week for you. Oh. I was born on a Wednesday, so... Would you say hey, your life has been filled with woe? Um, I wouldn't say so. That's good. Because then it turns around, you know, and the other rhyme says Wednesday, the best day of all. That's so true. Like, so what is the truth? Yeah. I was born on Tuesday. Would you say I'm full of grace? <laughs> Pauses. <laughs> think about this one. I don't know that grace is the word. Um, what was the second? Oh, Tuesday Wealth. Yeah, I'm not really that rich either. So yeah. I guess that doesn't apply. Yeah, I feel more like a Thursday's <laughs> child. She has far to go. Far to go. <laughs> Is she growing? Oh, uh, anyway. So that's a fun one. That was a good one. Facts from the Stacks. We'll be right back. This summer, the library is starting a small community garden. If you've been listening to this podcast and have some experience, or if you want to learn about the process of gardening, come see us. We will be hosting Garden Days on June 14th and July 12th, where we'll talk about the crops we're growing, how they're changing, and more. Anytime you stop by the library during the summer, come by the garden and help us maintain it with a little weed pulling or growth charting. Okay, this is another one that I like vividly remember hearing growing up and like like my parents thought it was true and that is razor blades in halloween candy oh my gosh yes <laughs> another halloween story yes yeah like i i feel like it was just recently like maybe a couple of years ago and i think i heard it on a podcast or something where some or it was in a book i think where someone was talking about how that rumor got started and how it spread and how it was just completely false because yeah. i remember my mother like looking through my halloween candy and making sure none of it was poisoned <laughs> yeah oh i do too i do too yeah. so what's the what's the tea well i don't know <laughs> okay i didn't look it up okay. but it was in a book i read recently According to Snopes, which, okay, as I we know, them. <laughs> yeah, um, there has never been a verified incident where poisoned Halloween candy was handed out at random in an attempt to harm children. Mm -hmm. There have been a few times where people hid pins, needles, and other sharp objects and treats, usually at a prank, but those weren't for random. Those weren't like just handing them out. Yeah. To random kids. Thank you for going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this this next one's really short. Um, dimples. Dimples. There is a superstition that people with dimples cannot commit murder. <laughs> I have. Doesn't dimples. like Chucky have dimples? I mean, he's a doll, though. Oh, so it's like you have to be born with them. Yeah. Because, like, that guy's a murderer, right? A hundred percent. And he got dimples. Yes, that Just, is correct. Mm. <laughs> that's just, that's the superstition. That's interesting. You have dimples, you can't commit murder. 
Good to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one blew my mind. I did not know that cow tipping is an urban legend. I guess I'm not surprised. I thought it was a, a real thing that people did. <laughs> <laughs> it says the practice of cow tipping is generally considered an urban legend, and stories of such feats are viewed as tall tales. So it's literally like a stereotype about rural people that have nothing better to do, cow tip, because there's nothing else to do in their town. And I thought that was just the truth. Like, that was an activity that they did. But no, it's literally a legend. That is hysterical. You don't tip a cow over. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny? That's funny. Who knew? Wow. I did not. That shook me. Wow. Um, So, doors. Mm-hmm. Obviously significant. They're entrances to our, you know, places, realm. our realm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so horseshoes, crosses, statues, and other objects are often put above or around doors to help protect them. And uh, it says that doors and windows should be kept open when there is a death or a birth because mm. it will allow souls to come and go freely. Interesting. So you will have an easier birth or your family will be allowed to pass on more easily huh. if you have your doors and windows open. Interesting. Yeah. That's another one that makes me think like about the money thing, you know, like as if a soul would be hindered by a human made wooden door. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, actually, absolutely. I just think that's funny. Like, who do we think we are? <laughs> yeah. Yup. In the air tonight, the song by Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. Oh, God. Allegedly about a drowning incident in which someone who was close enough to save the victim did not help them, while Collins, who was too far away to help, looked on. Increasingly embellished variations on the legend emerged over time with the stories often culminating in Collins singling out the guilty party while singing the song at a concert. I've never heard this. (laughs) How are you supposed? What? So I didn't look into it further to see like if Phil has commented. Or yeah, the lyrics. Like just really thinking about it in that context. I'm going to have to go do that. The only, like when I think of that song, I think of that viral video of the lab puppy drumming to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that one. Whoa. Isn't that weird? That's so crazy. Wow. (sighs) So my next one is pretty long because I decided to tackle all of the superstitions surrounding Macbeth. Oh, so theater people. Yeah. Theater people are very weird about Macbeth. Interesting. Are you aware of that? No, I don't know. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> so Macbeth is just something that theater people don't mess with. Okay. The, it, it's, there's always bad stuff happening related to productions of Macbeth. Hmm. So the very first production of Macbeth by Shakespeare, you know, way back when Shakespeare wrote it. The boy that was meant to play Lady Macbeth, because in the olden days, Mm -hmm. all of the roles were played by men and young boys. Mm -hmm. Um, The boy meant to play Lady Macbeth in the first performance died of fever shortly before opening. And William Shakespeare himself had to replace him as Lady Macbeth. Ooh. Lucky so, audience. Yeah, right. <laughs> in 1672, a performance in Amsterdam, the actor playing Macbeth used a real dagger and killed the actor playing Duncan. Oops. <laughs> Whoops. Um, in 1721, a nobleman got up and walked across the stage to talk to his friends on the other side of the theater. 
and the actors use their stage swords to like scare them out like to run them out of the theater Mm -hmm. and then that nobleman and his friends came back and burned down the whole theater oh my gosh (laughs) yeah talk about overreaction Um, in 1847, there was a man who was stabbed in the sword fight that finishes the play and he died in 1953, a man suffered burns on his legs and pelvic region on opening night in Bermuda, the smoke and flames created from the castle, um, burning in one of the scenes caused the audience to get scared and run off too. (laughs) Um, 1988's Broadway production of Macbeth went through three directors, six stage managers, five Macduffs, two set designers, two lighting designers, and six cast changes. Wow. It also had illnesses and injuries, including 26 bouts of flu (laughs) and then torn and damaged ligaments. Oh, my gosh. Um, Theater people avoid saying the name of the play in a theater, just calling it the Scottish play, the Scottish tragedy, or just that play. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Um, If the name is mentioned, there's a superstition about how you take care of that. Mm -hmm. You, if you mention it in the theater, you have to leave the room, spin around three times, spit on the floor, and then knock on the door and ask for permission to come back in. Oh my goodness. Um, So yeah. Okay, well, I don't even know if this is a thing. So, is there movie adaptations? I don't know. And I mean, I'm curious if anything went wrong on the set. That's a good question. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's. Surely it has been. Yeah. That reminds me of two of the well, like, Superman curse. I know for sure that Wishbone did a Macbeth. Heck yeah, he did. <laughs> Shout out to Wishbone. Shout out to Wishbone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure there's more. Those were just some of the more notable, like, people died or yeah. were, like, really messed up. That totally reminds me of the Superman curse, though. Like, all the people that have played Superman, bad things happen. Yeah, Christopher Reeves. Yeah. Um, nothing... Nothing bad has happened to Henry Cavill Cavill yet. Yeah, he's good, right? Okay, this is my last one. Good. And this one is actually true, which is fun. And I guess this recently blew up on TikTok that Lisa Ann Walter, who played Chessie in The Parent Trap, the iconic film. Uh Uh-huh. She went on to have identical twins of her own, and she gave birth to them on October 11th, the very day that Annie and Hallie were born in the film. What? Yes. Isn't that amazing? Wild. What kind of weird luck is that? I know. First of all, that's the best movie ever. It's a good movie. (laughs) Such a good movie. And second of all, Chessie, love her. Whoa. And she really had two twin boys, and they were born the same day as Annie and Hallie. That's crazy. Oh, I love that for her. Wow. How about that? Yeah. And on a true note. (laughs) Wow. Our final facts and quiz segment will be right back after this break. If you're listening to this podcast and you're a fan of history, the library has something special for you. The Tennessee Room, located at the main library, is a place full of history, genealogy, local documents, artifacts, and more newspapers and microfilm than we can count. Well, not really, because we catalog everything. It's just a saying, but never mind. Just remember that if you've ever wondered about local events from days past or how to start tracking your family tree, the Tennessee Room is a great place to start. You can visit them Monday through Friday, anytime between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Um, 
Um, so I asked our lovely friends in the Tennessee room <clears throat> to find us some local history, local lore, and Brendan. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brendan. Brendan. Brought me an article that I will just read you the title of. Let's do it. Historic Jackson Home Gladly Shared with Ghost. Gladly. Mm Mm-hmm. So there is a house that is on, it's 351 North Liberty Street. So it's not far from here. Okay. um, That is called Bellwood Hmm. Um, it was once called uh, or Miller Hill, either one. It's been called a couple different things over the years, but it was once owned by General Samuel J. Hayes, who was the great nephew of Andrew Jackson. Oh, wow. Um, he and his wife lived there for a while and then built a mansion a few, few streets away and moved out. Um, after he left, it became a hospital for the Civil War. And the basement had a tunnel for helping slaves escape to the railroad. Oh, that's Um, cool. Yeah. So in 1960, Mm -hmm. the mansion that he built and moved into was torn down. Okay. When that happened, people who visited and lived in Bellwood claim to start seeing a Confederate soldier spirit. Oh. So they started having all these reports of a handsome gentleman in a Confederate soldier outfit that just started showing up after his, you know. It, so they assume that it was Samuel Hayes. Mm. Um, was he rumored to be a handsome fellow? I guess so. Wow. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <clears throat> we could probably find a picture of him. True. But um, so this whole article talks about this family in 1972 who bought the house. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally. There's totally ghosts here, but we're completely okay with it. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. Um, And according to Gwen and Kent Gardner, who now own the house, General Hayes, he was a colonel when he lived in the house, is still living there. (laughs) Many people have seen him, Mrs. Gardner said. He's a tall and handsome man in a Confederate soldier's uniform. We don't know for sure that it's Hayes, but we call him the colonel. (laughs) According to the Gardners and others who have seen and heard them, the ghost and his lady, they don't bother anybody but but each other. (laughs) There's bickering. (laughs) Several people have heard them arguing loudly when we knew for sure no one else could have been in the house, the gardener said. We're not afraid of them. They're nice ghosts. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. that Yeah. That's one of our haunted Jackson stories. I wonder, like, who's living there now and if they they would agree. Really just. Yeah. We love a local history. Yeah. And we we have a whole folder upstairs in the Tennessee room on... Madison County folklore and legends. Oh, cool. This was the original article posted in, I guess, the Jackson Sun when Hayes tried to sell it. Mm. The beautiful and well-improved residence of General Hayes in this city is offered for sale. It is one of the most desirable places in Jackson, being near the square, commanding a handsome view and the same time sufficiently private. The only... The only reason why this delightful place is for sale is a desire the general has to retire to his farm. Persons of wealth who wish to locate at a desirable point in West Tennessee where their sons and daughters can receive thorough educations would do well to examine the residence of General Hayes. (laughs) 
That's such a classy real estate ad. <laughs> it really is. Um, and so there's this whole um, Dean English who was a local author. Mm. Um, did a lot of walking tours of Jackson. Okay. And so in one of her books, she has a whole like four or five pages about Bell uh, Bellwood. Oh, neat. Um, where she puts like the ghosty spin on it because mm. that's that's her vibe. That was her vibe. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's what I. That's so fun. Yeah. So if you're if you're into like local history, like local ghost stories and stuff like that, go visit the Tennessee Room. Mm-hmm. They've got all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Yeah. That was a good time. That was a good one. Yeah. Woo. And now I have the quiz. All right. Today's quiz features Trevin, Maddie, and Crystal. These have to do with really basic superstitions, and I'm going to ask you about those and see how much you know. Okay. So, the first question, why do we throw salt over our left shoulder if we spill it? I don't know. Because um, we could get something into our ears like a slug or something. I feel like it's something about bad spirits and... Something like that. I don't know. So <laughs> the thought is that the devil is always over your right shoulder or your left shoulder. Mm. So if you spill salt and you pick it up and you throw it in the devil's face. Right in his face. <laughs> and that's it. Salt in your face. Uh-huh. Nice. Why are black cats considered unlucky? I do not know that either. Because black is the color of the devil. Because people are stupid. <laughs> I love black cats. Don't get me started. I don't know. They were thought to be the familiars of witches. Oh, okay. So they're like a witch's pet, specifically. This is funny because I was going to say this earlier, but I forgot. Have you read Practical Magic? <laughs> this whole episode is giving me that vibe because that book like has tons of superstitions and urban legends in it. Yeah. Or like that whole universe, I guess, because it's a whole series. And yeah, it talks about familiars and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that's that's the idea. Yeah. Black cats are witches familiar, God. so they're not lucky. No. So that's why you cross if they if they walk in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> um if you pluck one gray hair, how many are said to grow in its place? Two. Three. Three. Seven. No. <laughs> That's a really good guess. It's ten. Ten. I don't know why. That's harsh. <laughs> um, why do we knock on wood? There's two acceptable answers. So we don't jinx ourselves. I do not know why, though. Okay. Oh, man, I used to know the answer to this, but I don't remember. Ah, it's probably something to do with the devil. For good luck? But why? For good luck, yeah. Um, maybe they used to knock on coffins to make sure the person wasn't dead. I have no clue. That's a great guess, though. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Um... So, because in old days, gods were believed to live in trees. Oh. And so if you knocked on wood, that was awakening the, the god inside of the tree so that they would come and 
provide you assistance. That makes sense. You're like, I need your help. Yes. <laughs> um, alternatively, um, for a more like Christian standpoint of it, um, the cross was made of wood. Oh. So it's, yeah. you know, it's just a nod to that. Makes that makes sense. Yeah. Isn't that interesting too how like, like believing that there's gods in trees is like not a widely accepted idea anymore. But people, I still knock on wood. Like it's funny how oh, pervasive yeah. these things yeah. are. Yeah, and I mean, and we have no idea why we do these no. things, yeah. but we just do it. <laughs> it's interesting like what lasts and what doesn't. Yeah, very cool. Last question. Why is breaking a mirror considered to be bad luck? I do not know that as well. Oh, man. Probably something about, like, how our souls are in the mirror, and if we break them, we kill ourselves. I don't know. I have no idea. Is it like you're letting something out of the mirror? Not exactly. Okay, that's my guess. So... (laughs) mirrors were thought to when you looked into them they captured part of your soul oh. kind of like cameras you know they have oh, you ever yeah, heard that? that it would like suck snatch. your soul yeah. yeah so mirrors were thought to be the same way they were not really popular because it was a vanity thing mm-hmm. kind of so i feel like that was kind of like a scare tactic yeah. to like don't be vain right but okay. so if that's something that contains part of your soul and you break it, you're causing you harm to yourself. Soul. Yeah, you're causing <laughs> harm to your spiritual self. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's it. That's our quiz. I feel like I was very boring, but I just truly had no idea. <laughs> no, no. That's there. It's one of those things that I would be surprised if people knew most of those. Yeah. I, did, I only knew. I knew three of them. Mm. I knew three of them. That's it. Yeah. But yeah. Woohoo. That's it. That's that's superstitions and folklore and and mythology or myth and urban legend. All right. So that's it for our episode. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. Um, next episode we are going to do, we're going to talk about the human body. So anatomy, oh, yeah. physiology, get some like A&P going. Weird stuff that our bodies can do. Yeah. Because just like all of the weird animal facts, we're also animals and we can also do some really like our bodies are real crazy. That's so true. Yeah. Amen. So that should be a fun one. Yeah really excited to hear about the terrifying things that I didn't know we could do. (laughs) Yeah, they're happening inside of me right now. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So our next episode will release on June 21st. Woo. And so we will see you again then. See you then. Bye. Bye.